then there's always the chance of Sasquatch getting you. There's reports of him or the abominable snowman, depending on where you're hiking. Created live on Fireside. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Athletic Definition. I'm your host, Coach Ray Z, and today is National Parks Mysteries, episode 151. As October 31st draws nears, you'll hear most more ghost stories, paranormal talk, and, of course, the invites to the Halloween parties. I like to be festive, and it's difficult to be mixing some subjects with others, but here's episode two of my Halloween series that I'm doing. Check out last week's NBA Ghost Stories. That was last week. And this week, I want to talk about all the mysteries that happened at the national parks. Before I started hiking, I did trail running a lot. And the reason I got into trail running probably goes back to being a kid growing up, a trail right up the street right here in Azusa, California. I would go up the trail, which pretty much all the entrances to it now are closed, which is part of Garcia Trail a.k.a. the Mexican Trail back in the day. And I used to go up there all the time as a kid. And then from there, I'm not quite sure exactly how, but ended up going to national parks after that. And then every time I'd go to a national park, I would come back home and I'd learn more about the national park or the mountains that I just hiked or if there's a mountain that I want to hike, do some more research. And there's a lot of mystery at some point, I came across, it's called Missing 411. I'm not sure if it originally was a book. It's a movie. You can check it out free on YouTube. And it's about this uh, former detective named Dave Pilates. And he has researched for over 10 plus years. And he's looked at over 5,000 cases. And he says that 1,200 of those cases are completely unexplained, meaning suicide or mental issues or anything like that have been ruled out and they're just completely unexplained so i thought oh what a perfect way for me to mix fitness hiking and the paranormal for ghost stories national parks i according to i did some research and kind of to go over i think what are the possibilities of some people disappearing if you watch missing 411 which i watched it yesterday some of these cases are little kids, maybe two years old, and they go missing, and it, it takes a split second, and they don't know where they went. And then you see maybe, or they find a, a boot or a shoe to the little kid about three miles away from where he went missing. Then they found the, the kid's body like five miles away from there. So that means the kid would have roughly a two-year-old, if, if you think it's possible, to the mountains, just to be found about eight miles away total from where he disappeared and some of these cases that i saw they brought in like up to 200 rescue people with on horses atvs people walking everything and they don't find them and then years later someone finds the remains of exactly the person that was missing where they could swear that they looked over and over again so because of halloween I'm trying to just mix it up and I've gone to a couple national parks, not too many. I've gone to Zion National Park. A lot of people disappear there. A lot of people fall. I've gone to the Grand Canyon as well. There's a lots of mystery surrounding the Grand Canyon, including if you like 
alien talk and UFOs. They they claim that there's things in there, but I looked up the most parks basically where people disappear in. Grand Canyon's one of them. And supposedly there's a secret NASA, I don't know, like look thing there. I'm not quite sure. I've never found it. Lake Mead, which is a, a man-made lake in in Las Vegas, Las Vegas area, Lake Mead. Now that there's a drought, the worst in record history, a lot of bodies have been turning up in the lake because it's at its lowest it's ever been. So they have been finding a lot of bodies there recently. I wouldn't be surprised with, they say, the mafia made Vegas and people disappear. The Rocky Mountains is another one. That's just a huge, huge national park. And then Yosemite National Park is one of the highest rates. And that one, I think, is the largest national park in the United States. I could be wrong on that one. I'd have to double check. So they're basically like a perfect combination for people to go hiking and get lost. In California, where I live, it's basically mountain lion territory. So I'm like, of course, some of these cases are really hard to explain because you don't find clothing at all. And if they got mauled by an animal, you typically find blood, like in previous cases that they found. In California, I kind of checked, there's about 4,000 to 6,000 mountain lions estimated. And this is uh, from May of 2022. And there is an estimated 39 million Californians. So the chances of you actually running into a mountain lion are very slim. I've been hiking the mountains over here and in different states for I think 16 years at least and I've never encountered a grown mountain lion. I did encounter the baby ones and because I saw that I definitely ran right away because you know where you see baby mountain lions that the cubs that mama's around and she's definitely going to be overprotective so me and my friends started running even quicker once we realized there were baby cubs just playing in front of us. So that, that was my closest encounter. And as I mentioned, I've been doing it for at least 16 years and maybe long, not running them, but just hiking the trail since I, I was a kid. So most people will not. Basically, it says since 1986, there has been 19 verified and three uh, attacks of mountain lions and the three of them were fatal. So not too much uh, chances of being killed by a mountain lion. But if you do see a mountain lion, they say that most of the attacks that happen, it's because people are alone. So don't hike alone. Avoid hiking at dusk, night hours. Keep your small children near you. Keep dogs on a leash because they can look like prey to mountain lions. And not only that, I recently got bit by a dog. You don't know that your dog won't bite other people, especially on trails. Make it enjoyable for everybody. Don't approach a mountain lion, which I wouldn't. And also... Don't bend over or crouch in front of a mountain lion and make sure it has an escape route because they usually don't like confrontations, especially because most of their prey, they, you know, their prey are skunks or deer and where we walk differently than most of their prey and we have bright colors. So they're not really used to seeing us. They really don't want to do a confrontation with us, at least the mountain lions here in California. I'm like, okay, well, how many people maybe could disappear because of snakes? And I have run into snakes. Rattlesnakes are common where I live. I've never, I kind of came close to stepping on one while running, but sometimes uh, this trail that is no longer open, the same one, Garcia Trail, every time I'd run up, you, the whole thing sounded like where the power lines are and they kind of vibrate from so much noise, but it was 
all pure rattlesnakes. You could just hear them as you're running, but I never actually saw one. Actually, I did see one there, but years and years, never really saw one out in the open. You could just hear them. So it's estimated there's 7,000 to 8,000 people are bitten by venomous snakes in the United States. And about five of those people die. They say the deaths would be much higher, but most people seek medical attention. And that is according to the CDC where I got that information. So then bears, bears are like my biggest fear of while I'm out hiking. Just recently, uh, it's like a couple cities over, I think. The entrance is like Monrovia. This girl was on the news. She went hiking and there was a couple already walking down. So she couldn't, she couldn't go past the bear that was coming towards her. And then she couldn't run, outrun the bear. So she just decided to stand there. There's footage of it. I'll see if on the editing, I could all throw it in together. And she basically let the bear pass her, which is my worst fear, I would have just shit my pants right there with that bear. I don't know if I could say it as calm. And then after she kind of tried to scare it off because she had training from working at a national park during the summer a couple of years. So you don't want bears to get used to being around humans. So you do your part to try and scare it off. But the fact that she got so close and the bear got so close to me, that that's crazy. So I'm like, okay, let's see how many people could actually disappear while hiking in the national forest. So Bears. It says that there were 664 attacks by a bear on humans from 20, uh, from the year 2000 to 2015. So 664 attacks. Around 11 people in North America die from bears uh, each year. Glacier National Park has actual actually had two fatality attacks in the same day back in 1967. In 1872, bears. Uh, killed eight people in Yellowstone National Park. I've never been to National. I definitely want to go to that one. Between 2000 and 2017 in Alaska, there were eight attacks by bears. Very rural area. I wonder what type of bears there were. I always think of like polar bears, but that's probably not Alaska. And then 15 attacks from the polar bears were recorded globally between 2010 and 2014. That's in about four years. That's, I guess, not too bad, considering the millions and billions of people there are everywhere. Uh, there were 11 fatalities in Romania between 2000 and 2015. The 32 U.S. states are home to black uh, and brown bears. A male grizzly bear can weigh up to 1,700 pounds. And 71% of grizzly bear deaths are because of humans. And I wonder what they mean by that. I got this from called pausemet.com. I'll put it on the show articles if you want to check out the whole article. And then the other thing is sacred, sacred mountains. A lot of Native Americans believe mountains are sacred. I'll attach on the show notes as well. This is from the History Channel, a show called Ancient Aliens. And they talk about... And, and it's actually the same investigator who did and wrote uh, Missing 411. And the thing over here, too, is our national parks, the federal government, and I try to see if they changed. They definitely have a list on their website at the national park, but they don't actually keep track of how many people go missing, and they don't keep good records. So later on, if, let's say, you find a piece of clothing or you find some sort of trace of the person they don't really have good records to go back to and they're not required to keep records which 
to me is amazing. Uh, the the most I could find was that back in early two two thousands, they were trying to come up with a new national system to track missing people at national parks, but that the most most people who work at the national park said that the system has flaws, so none of them use it. Which to me, if that is really what's going on, any job that I've ever had, if I told them, hey, I think your system has flaws, I'm just not going to use it, I would probably get fired. So it's amazing that they don't keep track of missing people if you live in the suburbs or the city and you go missing. They keep records of that, but on federal land, they do not keep any record. And that that's what makes you kind of just, oh, okay, there's something maybe paranormal, maybe a little weird. Certain mountains, Native Americans consider sacred, especially one called Mount Shasta, which is right in the border of California and Oregon. Uh, yeah, it's right in the border. I've never been there. I've wanted to go there. You can look up all kinds of different things. There was a guy who said he found a cave, allegedly, and he found people living in there. Uh, some people say it's the uh, vortex. It's one of the vortex, or I'm sorry, one of the, there's a vortex there. Allegedly, it is one of the chakras of the world as well. There's a guy named J.C. Brown who claimed he found a city of people in there. Uh, that there was one time, uh, like a giant cladic, uh, something that I can't pronounce that word right now for some reason, cladicism, and that people went into that mountain and stayed there until it was safe to come out. And then from there, Earth repopulated. And people go missing there a lot, a lot. So the same investigator said that they, he he saw a rescue attempt like never before. And one guy who had been rescuing for 30 years basically said, there's no way that guy could have disappeared. They even checked to see if there was any sort of like earthquake activity where maybe the rocks would have fallen on the guy. And that's why they can't find him. Because it the place where he disappeared, it's called the... I believe the 50-50 and it's you could pretty much see everything so there's he just vanished without a trace and the native americans say don't go above the tree line because it's sacred and i'm not really quite sure what would happen if you go but that's one of the possibilities as well as you go through the different mountains i've experienced too that the climate changes could be crazy like where you're super hot and you're gonna not want to take clothes there when you start off your hike depending on where you're going like for example the grand canyon is opposite it actually gets hotter as you go down and then you get cold on the or i'm sorry opposite it's been a while since i've done it but you you basically need to take like shorts and a jacket and have two different types of clothes because you're going to go through different climates. Same thing on mountains. You could start off where early in the morning where it's cold, then it's going to get hot. And then when you get to the top, especially if you want to be at the peak, it's going to get cold and it'll be windy depending on the elevation you, you climb. So in the mountains, uh, there's a couple ones. There's the civilization that came from a mountain in Europe and that's on season six. And then I mentioned the Mount Shasta. So these are some of the things that I think people, especially since I go hiking, I always see people unprepared. They don't take water. They don't take the right type of shoes. Going off trail is probably one of the most common things. If you go off trail, especially if you're new, unexperienced, you're going to get lost easily. And then search and rescue 
probably that's how you go missing. The ones that are still 1,200 cases that are completely unexplained is, well, they're missing without a trace. There's no evidence, no nothing. The other one is a, it's a possibility that they wanted to disappear and they went hiking and they faked their death. And I actually saw a documentary where I think they, they find that a lot of, I think, rich people were trying to fake their death over the Sierra Nevada mountains. So that is a possibility. I don't think when it comes to the children that have disappeared, definitely I don't think they're trying to fake their death, like not wanting to pay taxes or something like that. Uh, drinking and drugs. I always hear stories and some of the stories right away, I'm like, ah, oh, that seems off. I bet you they were on drugs. And sure enough, there was this couple that were found in, a, what was it, Kobe Trail, I think. And they they were lost and basically they were on meth and, you know, taxpayer money for search and, search and rescue helicopters. And they were just basically methed out. So if you get drunk or you're on drugs and you go in the mountains and you get lost, that's another way that I think people disappear. Falling. You don't take the proper shoes or you just random luck. It's your time to go and you fall. That's another way. Then if you fall and maybe an animal, you know, the animals eat you and they start taking your bones far away, then you're kind of scattered and it might be years before people find their, your remains. And that's, I think, another way by getting the eaten by the remains of or your remains by animals. Then there's the legend of feral people and people that have been raised out in the wild and really would even eat human beings. I kind of had to look into that to see how far-fetched that was. And I found some interesting uh, shows that I found an old 60 Minutes from Australia that showed a girl who was actually, I can't remember in what, what country, but she, her family just ba basically treated her horrible. They had her locked up, chained up to her bed all day. And then they would just let her sit in a baby chair full of, with her diaper full of shit and that they were alcoholics so that they left her outside and she crawled into the, do the dog house and stayed warm with the dog and they pretty much didn't care anything about her so she basically kind of acted like a dog and she had mental issues the rest of her life lived it i the last i saw the report she was 50 years old then like back in the 1930s before there was like it was like a no-no to do experiments on children. Some scientist in the United States uh, with his own son had him play with a chimp and he wanted to see if the chimp would develop more quality-like um, features. And what happened is that they both started kind of mimicking each other. So it goes to show us, are, are we a product of our environment? Is this really possible? I guess it is possible. But I really don't know how many feral people would be living out there. Then there's always the chance of Sasquatch getting you. There's reports of him or the abominable snowman, depending on where you're hiking. How about the chupacabra? It's a myth of some some sort of monster that came from Mexico that likes to suck the blood out of cows and animals. And then, of course, there's suicide. People who go up there who just want to end it. And they go somewhere deep in the forest and... That's the whole reason why they go missing. The other one is, let's not count out UFOs and aliens. 
course, we have to count those anytime, especially when you hear about some of the legends where the top of the mountains, they say they always see, you know, their hot spots for UFOs. That's a possibility as well. The other one is portals in Peru. There's places known for for portals. And one time when I was hiking in West Fork, which is in Sedona, Arizona, one of the top 10 most beautiful trails in the United States, I saw a door. I took a picture of it, and it kind of looks like a portal. I even posted it. I'll put it on the edited version so you guys can decide for yourself. And then because it's Halloween, how about maybe it was a ghost or Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, maybe Jason. The other possibility is that there could be something strange that you shouldn't be messing with within nature. And the Native Americans knew about it. And because all the names have been changed and uh, I'll probably do another one because it seems like everything besides the basketball stories, uh, ghost stories that I did last week, everything that I could find is kind of ghost related has to do with mountains or trails. So in the United States, we have about 278 national parks roughly, and pretty much all of them have some sort of like devil's name, the devil's root bowl, the devil's bridge, the devil's everything you could think of there's the devil's this and the devil's that i did a list pretty much i'm almost done with all the national parks i only found like 10 that didn't have that name and some of the ones that i was looking at the native americans say that they're sacred and if they consider it sacred and then you change it to the devil does that encourage people to go or not go i know some people be just are like anything with the devil i don't want to go even if it's a beautiful place to go hike so that's probably one that i'll do or since pasadena is not too far there's legends of all kinds of things going on in pasadena very kind of haunted city i kind of started trying to do something different every year for halloween so back in pasadena back in 2018 michael myers that's where his house is. So I went to his house. I took pictures. I called them out. He didn't want any. Right next to it, there's a little mu museum. The following year in Pasadena as well, uh, there's a TV show called American Supernatural. They did a, a show on it. It's called Into Devil's Gate. I saw it. It used to be free on YouTube. Now you can only find the clip. Devil's Gate, Devil's Dam. It's supposed to be a portal to hell. So I went there. I had gone there many, many times running nothing ever felt any, anything scary, nothing like that. So I, it was funny when I saw the show and how spooky and they try to make it seem. There's also the Enchanted Forest or the Haunted Forest. It's Pasadena, Altadena, which I've been there many times. And then in Altadena, there's also Gravity Hill, which I did a version of that. There's one in in Altadena, and then there's one in the cemetery. I worked at the cemetery many years ago, and while I worked at the cemetery, I had always heard of this hill that they people call them Gravity Hill. So I went, I'll, I'll throw it in there. I got some footage. I went there, and you can put your car in neutral, and the car will, it's, it's a hill. It's not like, oh my God, it's such an incline, but it's a hill. And you can put your car in neutral, it'll go forward. You can park it backwards. It'll pull it backwards. If you take water and you pour it out, it'll go uphill instead of downhill. I took a Gatorade bottle and I rolled it. And it, 
I rolled it the opposite way and then it started rolling back. So I got that all in footage. There's always a, the, the ghost story of, well, I don't know if it's true or not, but there's a story, I think it might be true, where some kids got killed on a train track because they got stuck and then the bus got hit. And now people say that whenever they get stuck, they can actually hear little kids and the kids will push them over. I don't know if it's an urban myth, one of those ghost stories, or there's some sort of basis to it. And that some of the cars are dirty. And because they were dirty, you could see the fingerprints of the kids. So I heard that and I'm like, I want to purposely kind of leave my back of the bumper dirty. So if there is anything spooky, I would see maybe fingerprints, but going there didn't feel any sort of I've gone there a bunch of times now to taking a bunch of people who want to know where it's at. You don't feel anything scary. There's no presence. It, it, even though it's a cemetery, scientists could explain it. I don't know if I agree with it, but it's pretty cool because it's not something that you could really just find anywhere besides the portals, aliens, Freddy Krueger. Basically, I think the best thing we could all try and do is to keep enjoying the national parks is to prevent as many people from going missing. And by doing this would be going there prepared, doing some research about the national park you're going to go to, the type of weather, the type of food. A lot of parks, you just can't walk around with food you because there's bears. So you have to take certain type of canisters to protect your the smell from getting them. And if you see, and this is according to the national park, if you see anything suspicious, you can call or text and I'll put it on the show notes or they have an email, they have a online, you can call 911 and basically just try to avoid you being the next missing person at a national park. If you go start exploring national parks, they have, there's so many of them. As I kept looking, my goal would be to visit all of them. I really like the city growing up, maybe because I'm from LA. I would love just the nightlife, going to Vegas. And then I'm like, oh yeah, that'd be cool to go to different cities. And then as I started exploring nature, I'd rather go see nature than go to a big city. As impressive as it is, New York, the buildings, what man-made, what is man-made, what's even more impressive, it's what's made by nature. And just looking at nature, when you go look at rivers or forests or even deserts are national uh they're national uh parks just depending they all have their beauty i love exploring them and i would recommend you explore them as well just be aware especially during halloween and avoid hiking alone always let someone know where you're going leave some sort of itinerary or where you plan to hike that way in case you do go missing people can find you. And I hope you enjoyed this episode 151 of National Parks Mystery, part of my Halloween series. I'll probably do a couple more shows. As I mentioned, it'll either be Pasadena or I'll do the other National Park about the devils because I have it all listed. It's been something I've been kind of, I stumbled onto it by accident. It's not like, oh, let me just, I'm into fitness and as I got into hiking and exploring different national parks, that's when I started looking into it. So to me, it's fascinating. Hope you enjoyed it. I will be back later with a different athletic definition. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. 
Thank you, James, in the audience, everybody watching on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and to everybody who checks it out as a podcast. I appreciate you. This has been Coach Razy. I'm out.